a Podcast One production. Jenna Owen and Victoria Zerbst, thank you for submitting to this involuntary interrogation. I mean, we have uh, no choice. Yeah. Just weird weird to thank us. Yeah. Trust no one. The level of sedition, anti-authority behaviour and advertiser-unfriendly thought crime has reached record levels, especially amongst Australia's elites. Treason. Luckily, the men and men of The Chaser have been commissioned by Border Force to conduct interrogations and sort out the subversives from the Patriots. Betrayal. In conjunction with ASIO and the Five Eyes Intelligence Sharing Protocols, this is Extreme Vetting with The Chaser. The Chaser. Today we've got two troublemakers down in the bunker. What, two? Yeah, well, look, they've been on our watch list for a while. Uh, they're part of that mob of talented youngsters who've taken over SBS. Oh, God, not Jenna Owen and Victoria Zerbst from Freudian Nip. Yep. Oh, God, I'm not looking forward to this. Now, can we start uh, with your full name? Victoria, what's your full name? Unfortunately, my full name is um, Victoria Liberty Zerbst. Well, not at the moment, it's not. No, it's, I'm not very free at all. Uh, Jenna, Jenna Brooke Owen. And what's your age? I'm younger than Victoria, I just want to say. I'm 24. But like 11 months, I'm 25. And Sometimes we are actually the same age. Between your birthday and mine, we're both the same 11 age. months is basically, a, yeah. Less than a year. You get a one month a year of parity. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And where did you grow up? Wollongong. Maroubra Beach. And what's the worst thing you did as a kid? Oh, no. Oh. I know exactly what I did. That was really bad, but I can't say it online. This is borderful yeah, if you sorry. have to tell so, us everything. Oh, no. You um, have to. Come we on. We probably already know. Um, you go first, Jenna. I guess, like, I have a mass, massive regrets that I didn't use my um, popularity for good. Were you a popular child? So popular. How did you do that? Because we would, would certainly weren't. Um, really charismatic, really friendly, really generous, um, humble, really charitable. Um, yeah, just kind of the kind of person that teachers would kind of be like, can't wait to see what you do. If you were advising <laughs> Peter Dutton on popularity, because mm. it's not a strength, it's not among his many strengths, yeah. mm. what would you suggest he try? Um, find the most powerful person in the room and say something mean to them. But what if he's the most powerful person? He's an ex-Queensland cop. Mm. He's usually the one holding the phone book. Mm. I'd say, like, get a, get a new haircut, maybe. I'd say be a hot girl. Yeah. <laughs> Just be really hot. Be a hot girl. Be a hot girl. Or get, like, get bangs or something. Maybe bangs, break up bangs. Mm. Okay, I'll, I'll, we'll write a memo to the yeah. minister about that. Re-bangs. Mm, mm. You should try it if you can. I don't know. Um, so my worst thing is um, I had a cat and the cat had kittens. And one day in school, I took two of the kittens away from the litter and I just brought them to school in my backpack. And I, then I did not know about Yeah, it. no, this is the worst thing I've Dude, ever done. Dude, you should not be putting like animal cruelty stories out cruel. into the world. It's not world. cruel. It was, I thought it was 
Far out. Okay. I, well, I just brought them to show my friends. This is how interrogation works. You say oh things you're always intending to. I've said the worst thing they've ever done. So, well, no, they were in my backpack and then I brought them out at lunch and then the teacher saw them and then called my mum and said that she's brought these small, tiny kittens into the school. How did they react? to it? Were they having the best day of their lives the or were they subtly indicating they were happy by scratching you and, and meowing? They were so young. They were like two weeks old. Were they like this when they're sloppy still, you they're, know, when they're they a bit were sloppy? They were sloppy still. They didn't have bones. Oh, God. They were just sacks of skin. Oh, God. And I just brought them with me. I already know this is exactly what's going to happen to me. I'm in a difficult environment and I just say the worst thing. <laughs> oh, God. Do you so believe, it feels, feels good, though, to say it out loud. Do you believe... <laughs> That you one day will be reincarnated as one of those floppy sacks of skin kittens. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. Um, it would be better than this existence, <laughs> for sure. Wow. I'm so sorry. I've never told you this, Jenna. No, I'm like blown away. And also it's kind of like I've been reading so much about psychopaths okay. and it's like mm. this is like the number one thing. If I was the AFP, like not to do your job for you, but like mm. if I were you, I'd be like, whoa, red flag. Look at yeah. my palms. They we, are sweating. They are. <laughs> they look. They are. If you lick them, they'd be salty. We could use this, Dom. This is, can, can I just see you Yeah, let's just have a quick chat about this. Um, I think this is already divide and conquer in progress, oh, don't this you? this is easy. This is, we're going to, I think we definitely do a deal with Victoria. She's clearly a psychopath. Yeah, she could um, help us a lot. Yeah. And Jen is already clearly wanting to be an interrogator. Yeah. This could be very good. Let's go back in. I'll just take the taser with me. So we'll, we'll make Jenna think we're recruiting her, but really the goal here is is Victoria. I mean, anyone can do that to cats. Let her loose on a narrow prison. Mm. It'll be amazing. It'll be fantastic. Hey guys, did you have a nice break outside? Yeah, I got the taser hit. Oh, oh. 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 no! Oh. 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 Jenna's actually very frightened of the taser. She believes she has a weak heart. Yeah, I actually do have a weak heart. Oh, really? You could work here with a weak heart. We don't have it. We have it surgically removed. <laughs> really? I'm basing my weak heart off nothing medical, only just um, the way that some things make me feel. Do you have emotions? Because that could be a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it's all tied in, isn't it? Basic training can help you with that, though. Great. Mm. Awesome. Now, now, I love what you guys do, by the way. Water Force is amazing. I think it's, it's changed r- my life. Yeah, I think it's so important and so cool mm. as well. Because you get to wear uniforms. I mean, we used to be in comedy, but then we saw the uniforms and <laughs> here we are. Oh, yeah. absolutely. The same outfit every day. What a blessing. All cops mm. are pigs. It's crazy. I'm getting along with these guys so well. Did mm. you just say all cops are pigs? Yeah, I did say that. <laughs> um, I think that's another taser, isn't it? No! Sorry. Although I have got that on a T-shirt. Unfortunately, you've made our lives very difficult because you're too young to have your own Wikipedia entry. Mm. Um, that so, is the only source of information here yeah. at Porter Force, other than your own website, which of course we've taken down for the purposes of this, this discussion. No, yes. you've actually done us a favour there. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. How it's did you meet each website. other? How did you begin this collaboration from Maroubra and, and Wollongong, respectively? Wollongong. Yeah, well, we met at um at uni, which is. Crazy, can you oh, believe it? Every but actually, we met a little bit. comedy team. Yeah, so yeah. that's very interesting and original. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right. no, uh, Sydney Uni. But we actually met because I was living with Jenna's best friend from Wollongong in this um, conversion warehouse that had no walls for the bedrooms. They just had like cardboard. Ply- it was like what is it mm. called? Plywood. Plywood, just mm. walls for the bedroom. And we do I- that in Nauru as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, great. Cool. Well, presumably, it's, it was better than Wollongong though. Oh, oh, definitely. There it is. Always gets one in, doesn't he? So you met um, through mutual friends at uni. Yeah. How did you decide to work together? 
Well, there's this thing, um, you guys wouldn't know about it, but there's this thing called um, Comedy Festival and um, all our male friends were doing shows for the Comedy Festival and at the time there was, I don't want to say that we invented female sketch comedy, but at the time there was no one else really doing a sketch comedy, woman sketch comedy thing. And so we were like, well, if you guys are not going to speak to us because you're busy filling out your Sydney comedy applications, then we're not going to speak to you because we're going to fill out our own Sydney comedy application. And so we kind of did it out of jealousy, which, you know. It's the best way to start any It's the project. best way to mm. do anything is Great envy, jealousy, toxic emotion. And we put that into a killer application, got the show up, mm. did the show, and it did really well. It did really well, surprisingly. Surprisingly. And then... Um, from there, we just kept working together. And that was Freudian nip. That yeah, was- that was Freudian nip, yeah. Mm. What was in the show? It was about aspirational culture. Um, and, I mean, what does that even mean? What does that mean? It, it just- means being in Wollongong and wanting to move yes. to Sydney. Yeah, weirdly, Wollongong. Exactly, yeah. just wanting to be rich and famous um, and, like, hot lattes. And, yeah, yeah. Um, it was cool. It was cool. But yeah. it was a sketch show. What's the Nothing's ever about anything, you know. It's, it was crazy. Does it surprise you that even in, what, when was that, 2015, 2016? 2015, yeah. yeah. That being a woman in comedy was still unusual. Like, is that surprising at all? Well, I think we had lots of like, we had heaps of comedy idols that were women. Mm. It's, there, was, there was lots of women in comedy, but I think like at that amateurish stage, the specific thing that we wanted to do, which was like this quite absurdist kind of character sketch, there seemed to be nothing really happening mm. in that space like at the time in Sydney mm. and and not to say you know there was lots of women that had done that before but it was for some mm. reason you know the reviews weren't really like continuing on this culture of like women doing sketch comedy so who, who were your idols because we might want to question them as well um oh, big girls blouse Magda yeah. I mean Kath and Kim yeah Kath and Kim is, Wendy yeah. Palmer as well big gig like a lot yeah. of Australian legends really they are yep Kath and Kim is, if you ask me what show I wish I made, like of anything in the world, mm. it would be Kath and Kim. We should place them on the watch list. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Magda Savansky recently worked with Kim Kardashian. I mean, the, mm. that could be very useful for us if we could work with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I'm sure Peter Dutton would want to work with Kim Kardashian. He may already do so. Jenna, you, mm. um, you were a model. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. So what was that like? Terrible, so bad. But I was a, I was a child model, and I was never successful. And recently, I I took on my old management in a documentary. Mm. So I made a documentary about my time as a child model, and I accused them of all kinds of things. And their response was to remind me that I still actually owed them money. <laughs> I owed them. I think it was one hundred and sixty seven dollars mm. and some cents because they dug up my old file and they were like, "You left us with this debt." which was kind of proving the point that I was I was making. But, yeah, so, look, it was the least lucrative thing I've ever done in my entire life. I what? had to have jobs to support that job. How much <laughs> did you you have to do? I mean, how did the debt work? Because we can use this as well. This is useful for us. I mean, getting people owing us is what, what we're all about. Yeah, yeah. So if I was the AFP and I wanted to start a, a debt-based um, income system. I think it's called a protection racket. Yeah, yeah, great. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you first of all, uh, charge people to do photo shoots. So you guys could charge to like do training or something. So Mm -hmm. that, that could be anything from like a grand to like four grand and and it's essential that goes on an account. 
And then from there on in, anytime you do something aesthetic, like if your manager wants you to change your hair or whatever, you go change your hair for $400, that goes on your account. More photos printed, that goes on your account. Any travel, that goes on your account. All this stuff is is invisible to you until you, you get your tally at the end of the financial year or whatever. Yeah, this is great. This is how trafficking works. Yeah. I think, yeah, Westpac could um, yeah. could help us with this too. Definitely. And the thing, you don't even have to specify the charges. If it's just miscellaneous, just keep it miscellaneous and, and just and, and charge, you know, $60 miscellaneous here and there and see, see what happens. That was a pretty awful introduction to the world. Mm. That broke me, that experience, and I would actually say that comedy healed me, I think. I'd, I think Victoria and I had a very, well, actually, I won't speak for you, Victoria. Mm. There's lots of things wrong with comedy, deeply wrong with comedy. There's more things wrong with television. And there's lots of things deeply, deeply wrong with the acting industry. But I think for me, I feel like we had this kind of like really interesting run at the start of like this time in which women were really encouraged and, and welcomed mm. in comedy. I think we came up at the exact right time. And I think because of that, we were, were like a lot of doors were opened for us early on, which allowed us to grow in these spaces that we were at the time un- underqualified to be in and now completely qualified to be in and in fact excelling in. So I feel, I feel that timing in comedy was really essential to us having quite a good experience. And I know women that were in the scene before us have having had horrible, you know, experiences in comedy and I'm, I'm, they definitely still exist, but I think, I think our run was has, has been good. What's your take, Victoria? I think you can uh, choose to remember it in in positive or negative ways. Mm. I think it's definitely the positive reading. There've been times that have been what really bad. Yeah, that have made us want to quit, and we did stop doing comedy for a little bit. Um, again, like you know, TV stuff was like awful, and just mm. some personalities. Um, God, I really would just say anything because I feel <laughs> I feel very weak and vulnerable in this environment. Mm. Um, but no, I think at the same time, I think we choose to be positive about our experience. It is because it is a choice. Well, our experience is the most positive when we just rely on each other and we make our own work. I should have clarified mm. that most of our work that we do is just the two of us. When it hasn't been that, that's when it's a lot of the time has been really bad. You're being intentionally vague about... Mm bad things People. happening in, mm. <clears throat> in mm. the television industry. Do you think, you know, like Australia's had a fairly aborted run of Me Too. Mm. Yeah. Is that the reason you're being intentionally vague? Is I mean, definitely. defamation laws are very interesting in this in this country. Definitely. You don't even want to defame defamation laws. I don't laws. want to defame. <laughs> I'm scared it will sue me. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're not great. That's definitely um, a reason. But mm. also I think there's a certain level of, of tact um, that you kind of have to, mm. again, choose to have. It's about quite pragmatic, I mm. think. It's interesting that uh, being in a team seems to help. I mean, that was certainly, I think, our experience, even mm. even with all kinds of structural advantages when we were coming up in this world, before we went to the better path of joining Border Force, obviously, mm. um, which I will get to for your mm. careers a bit later. But um, how, what's that like? How do you work things within the team? What's the dynamic between the two of you? And when do you have any rules for your collaboration? Oh, yeah, we have lots. Yeah, it's a great question. It's a good question. I mean, we always say friendship first, mm. which is great. Whenever we have a disagreement, oh. we usually use like a Google Doc to kind of write things out mm. so it's less about tone and like combative uh, a disagreement and more about like, 
yeah, smart ways to work through problems. And Charles, we, I wish we'd tried friendship in the chase. It's too late, <laughs> too late now. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah <have you> guys, <laughs> we'd never have worked. <laughs> yeah, but the Google Doc is for you guys have, in, in Border Force. The Google Doc is really helpful. Have you tried throwing chairs at each other? Yeah, I mean, no. Or, or books, remember that? Yeah, no, it's, someone threw a book at me once. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We sometimes have like a spa day where we replenish and, yeah. and we reflect on our journey and yeah. think oh, of I how to be loved kind. Oh, I would have loved spa days back in the day. Oh. Yeah. The book sounds weep. cool too, though. Yeah, that Yeah, that was cool. Craig. Um, yeah. Well, you still remember. Of course, of course. Well, Mr. War on Waste now, he would recycle yeah. that book now, but back in the day he threw it at my head. Anyway. Did you ask for it? I know that's not a very nice thing to feminist. What are you trying to suggest? Victim blaming? Blaming and shaming. Look, knowing me, probably. Yeah. So you've had a few iconic moments that have broken through. Um, Do you want to run us through that sketch where you um, rebranded Bill Shorten during the last federal election? That was psycho, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's... We... Basically, Vic and I were like, oh, we have to make all these sketches about the Labor Party. They're so boring. You know, we're on SBS. You do kind of, you hit both sides. You hit all sides. That's what you do. And we're like, what on earth can we do about the Labor Party and Bill Shorten? So serious. They're asking themselves the same thing Exactly. Exactly. And we were like, oh, God, let's research him. And so we kind of were like, let's look at Bill Shorten, see what his life is like. And the very first image that came up was just like Bill and Chloe, and immediately in the office, Vic and I just had a visceral reaction to this woman. Like, she is something else. She's, She's glowing. Radiant. She just glows through the screen. And yeah. we just thought, well, this is obviously the one thing that they're not talking enough about is mm. beautiful. That is beautiful an asset if, if I've seen She's one. just amazing. Yeah, stunning. And then, of course, like, yeah, we did more research on her, and she was just absolutely incredible and we were like great well this is the best thing we've seen about the Labour Party unfortunately. And so we thought we'd just focus on her and I mean it was under some kind of guise of like oh it's feminism we're reclaiming the narrative to be about his wife um, but really it was just an excuse to to just just write sketches about get Chloe. A, yeah and get a um, cardboard cutout we got a life-size cardboard cutout of her. We approached Bill on the bus with the big cardboard, cardboard Chloe cutout and, and, um, and yeah so our, our whole scheme was basically saying okay let's rebrand him let's make him pop and we're going to do that by not calling him Bill Shorten but actually calling him Chloe Shorten's husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the Labor Party actually seemed to agree with that strategy and, and started doing it themselves, didn't they? Well, they, they ruined it at the end, because he was jogging in a T-shirt saying, vote one Chloe, Chloe Shorten's husband, yeah. which you'd got printed, hadn't you? No. We did not make that oh, T-shirt. Really? We did not make that T-shirt. They no. stole it from you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> literally just... Yeah. We didn't even get the honour of, like, him accepting their... T- like, he literally would have got one of his staffers to screen print him a T-shirt or the staffer would have screamed and he would yeah. have been like, fine, I'll wear it. We literally <laughs> just woke up to a whole bunch of tweets being like, you guys have done it. And we're like, what? What have we done? And we looked at it and we actually were like, I mean, I said, unfortunately, this rules and slays my life because yeah. it was like really cool. But yeah. <laughs> at the same time, it's like, you know, the system will always co-opt the revolution. Mm. And it's just really mm. hard when you're trying to be counterculture when someone tries to make and they're like, what we you love do this cool. Now. I guess that's well, like kind of meme culture, you know? It's like yeah. they, they want to be on that side of history. Yeah. But this is fascinating to me because I've been wondering for months mm. how Scott Morrison won the election. Mm. And how Australia realised that, that Bill Shorten was shit boring and incredibly dull. And I think it's the two of you. Honestly, I, when we, because we watched the election. Yeah. Um, at a fun election viewing party. So um, fun. That was so fun. So fun. And um, we did have a moment where we were like, is this because of us? Wait, did we Wait, do did we this? affect 
history in this way. Why do you think we're talking to you right now? Yeah, well... Peter Dutton loved that T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, it's like, it's so funny because a lot of people's critique of, of Labor was that they were, their messaging was off, right, for their, for their base and they weren't kind of like... Too many messages. Too many messages. They weren't unifying the right base, the base that they should have been thinking about. And, and I was like, well, obviously, like if you're big, like pre-election move is to wear a sketch from the feed on a t-shirt in like the city of course your messaging's off well it's sad too because <laughs> the feed being you know on on SBS Viceland or it certainly was at the time most people probably didn't realize it was your idea i didn't no no mm. no i know no credit I know, and that destroyed us as well, it didn't it? It destroyed us completely. I know. And everyone kept going, Photoshop. And I'm like, it's actually not a Photoshop. First of all, we didn't make the T-shirt. We didn't give it to him, but it's not a Photoshop. And it is our sketch. And mm-hmm. here it is. Here's the date on the sketch. Like, we were like, how do we prove it? You know, it was a bit of a nightmare, really. So, but in terms of the collaboration process, mm-hmm. I mean, do you both write things equally? Do you go backwards and forwards? How do you come up with stuff? Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, Vic writes all the um, subversive stuff that might be, like, dangerous to our government and, and questions like the status quo kind of thing. Like, she's kind of the the brains behind that. Would you call her the bad one? Yeah, um, I just, like, if we were to say which who was who would be, like, if you were to send one of us to prison, it would probably be, you know, it would definitely be Vic. That would be the smarter Unfortunately, thing. I back that. Like, I, <laughs> I... Wait a second. I would rather admit to being subversive than they're being a little free bitch. at this point. Well, now I regret. Now I want to be the subversive But one. would you call yourself the, more of a collaborator, Jenna? They're not a person that would be brought mm. over and, and uh, easily convinced to, I don't know, work with us, for instance. Oh, let me think. Yeah. This is all going very well. Don, can I just see you outside for a sec? Sure. Look, I mean, divide and conquer, they're, they're already... Yeah. I mean, I think they've got a Google Doc going at the moment between the two of them. Um, what do we want to try and achieve here? I think we put Victoria on Manus Island and then we look as though we're going to cut a deal with Jenna, mm. get her to spill all the beans. Well, I think if we, if we use her undercover in the comedy industry... Mm. Yes. And then Victoria, to me, is a, is a potential assassin... I mean, just think of those cats. Yes, I love it. Okay. I mean, it could, so it's a, such a small journey from a bag full of vulnerable kittens to a vulnerable person in detention. And so we get Jenna to do a whole lot of pro-government messages on, on yeah, her... comedy. On, on her comedy yep. show. Well, we could get her to infiltrate the feed. Yeah. Because that's very subversive. Oh, yeah. And, and, and then, and then we get we Victoria to kill everyone. <laughs> just unleash Victoria. Let's just unleash Victoria. I think that she's, she okay. wants it. Should I, what, what device should I bring in with me now? They seem to enjoy the tasers. Well, it sounds to me like a television contract would, uh, <laughs> would be a good incentive. Okay, Shall we give that a go? Let's try. Right. Well, look, it's been, it's been really interesting hearing how the two of you work together. I mean, mm. can you see, not that I want to cause any division mm. between the two friends, but mm. would you imagine breaking the team apart for a bit and maybe doing some different solo projects if the opportunities arose? I mean, what are we, what kind of... Um, how many zeros? Yeah, how many we, zeros, boys? How many zeros have you got? Well, Victoria, there are some amazing opportunities with us. Um, if you wait, th- wait a second. We'll... We'll get, well, you you. we'll get to you. We'll get to you. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Victoria, would you be willing to think of, I don't know, people in, say, Manus as, I don't know, kittens? Could we rework mm. on that? 
I mean, sure, they're in vulnerable positions and we want to set them free. So, of course, we'd want to look after them. Um, they're in a bag in a sense, aren't they? Well, mm. no. Because we could offer you two zeros in front of your name, like double O, license to kill. That's cool. I reckon you should take no, that. License to liberate. License to liberate from this world. Well, I am an antinatalist. That's true. What? Go on, take the deal. Take the deal? You know what? Yours is probably way better than mine, so you should take it now. And Jenna, we want you yep. um, to keep working with the feed and keep working in comedy. Great. And basically undermine from within. So all the positive stuff you've been talking about, uh-huh. um, changing the culture, we want you to undo all of that. Sure. And and work for, for Border Force, basically reversing all of the positive change that your career so far has done. Yeah, great. Honestly, I just love, um, I just love uh, working for a boss with a clear message and doesn't matter who that is. So I just feel for me the murder doesn't feel very creative. <laughs> but you're not thinking enough, Victoria. I mean, it's, it's such an if incredible form of self-expression. Mm. The, the, the goal is to they don't see you coming and they think of you as a friend. Yeah, and the creativity is in the lead-up to the murder. And the method. Mm. I mean, I do love killing Eve, but I... Also know that like when you're creating stuff, you're bringing something new into the world. Mm. And when you're murdering, it's like um, you're doing the opposite of that. <laughs> Is, hang on. But isn't a murder the ultimate yes and in a way? Wow. Who's saying yes and and? You're saying yes and then you say to us, and next. <laughs> if you killed someone, you could do a Netflix special about it. You could you could do a podcast? You could do a podcast. The, mis- the mysterious Victoria Zoo. That's yeah. really creative. I, I okay. I would do it if I get a podcast deal to talk about all the murders. Yeah, yeah. it could be serial, but you're the serial killer. But I'm yeah. the serial that's killer. That's so good. Or you're on the net. Is. Is, you're on the net is like you repenting or whatever. Mm. Saying sorry, 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 sorry. Interesting. Extreme vetting with the chaser was written and presented by Dom Knight, Charles Firth, and Andrew Hansen. Recorded in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Produced by Alex Mitchell and audio production by Darcy Thompson. For all episodes, search Extreme Vetting Podcast. Listen for free at podcast1australia.com.au or download the new Podcast One Australia app. Listener.